0: Hello, 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 my gorgeous one, and welcome to Spiritpreneur School. We are on today with Tomiko Fraser Hines. So, Tomiko, Goddess Tomiko, are you ready to share with us your story of going from self-love to self-launch?
1: I am ready.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Well, for the uninformed, my sister, Tomiko, is a mother, a wife. A model, an actor, and a motivational speaker. Multi hyphenate Tamiko Frazier Hines is often approached on the street by people who say, You look familiar. Having acted as a spokesperson and the face of Maybelline New York for eight years, an unprecedented achievement for any model and a first. For an African-American model, Tamiko has been featured on countless billboards, magazine ads, and commercials on behalf of the cosmetics brand. In addition to Maybelline New York, Tamiko has appeared in print and television campaigns for brands including Tommy Hilfiger, Alfani, The Gap, Old Navy, Lee Jeans, and Target, just to name a few, and she has graced the pages of magazines around the world, including German Vogue, Glamour, British Marie Claire, or Marie Claire, mm-hmm. Cosmopolitan, Essence, and Elle. Tamiko prides herself on living a self-defined life, and so we're going to get into that and how she is pursuing everything in her life with great fervor.
1: Thank you so much for being here, sis. Well, that was a mouthful. Thank you so much. Did I do all of that? Wow. (laughs) You
0: absolutely did, and you looked gorgeous at every step along the way. And so I actually want to begin by saying thank you for representing me so beautifully in the world and for making me feel beautiful every time I see your chocolate face anywhere.
1: Well, thank you very much. That's one of the things I'm most proud of is to let – Women and little girls that are of a darker complexion know that we are beautiful too. So I, uh, I appreciate your saying that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Tamiko, I just read your professional achievements, which are legion. Can you tell us in your words, who is Tamiko
1: Frazier Hines? Oh, okay. Let me see if I can condense it down because it's, it's a lot. But, um, in a nutshell I am truth. I am um self-expressed. I am a wife, a mother, a daughter, a friend, a sister, I'm a goddess. I am a grown woman child as I like to say and I'm a I'm a I'm a believer in my thoughts and words and actions create my reality, so when you say self defined that's what self defined means for me and i'm just uh I'm just a black girl from the Bronx out here trying to do the thing. you know what I'm saying <laughs>
0: Yes, my sister i
1: definitely do
0: I definitely do, and that's actually what I was gonna ask you about next because I'm a New Yorker, native New Yorker, born and raised. One of mm-hmm. you. Um, I like to say I'm a five borough New Yorker, but although mm-hmm. I was born in Queens, born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens, you know, lived in Harlem. So tell us about the journey from being a girl from the Bronx to you know your face being worldwide. Tell us a little bit about that, please. Ooh.
1: Well, okay. Well. Um I come from, uh, as many of us do, and I'm using this term in quotes. I come from a broken home. I am a child of divorce. Um, I'm the eldest of a combined, <clears throat> excuse me, combined family of seven between my mother and my stepfather and my father and his and his subsequent wives. I was a nerdy nerd growing up. As far as schoolwork was concerned, I loved school. I wanted to be a teacher growing up um I was always mature for my age and and helped raise all my dozens of cousins um very serious little girl <laughs> very serious little girl and um I just my, my mother was a very strong woman she had me at a young age she had me when she was 19 and I saw her go through what she went through in in becoming a woman in her life and lost her at my young age of 23 and um just her life and women that I'm around and the people that I'm around help shape me. And I'm just, uh, I'm just a work in progress. I'm a work in progress and, and I love life and I try to make the best of every situation, good, bad, or otherwise.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I want to encourage the audience at this time. I see so many of you are listening live, which is wonderful. That I want to give you the, you have the opportunity to ask questions in the Q&A box if you are listening via the online link. If you're listening via phone, I don't think that there's a questions opportunity there, but if you go to the online link, which is currently at tinyurl.com slash sacredtomiko, you can post your question there. So, Tomiko, is there a mantra, as I like to call it, an affirmation, inspirational quote, or guiding principle that you have that you'd like to share?
1: Hmm. Um. I like the word. I like that term, well, mantra. I like to create new words too, so I like right. that word. I might have to borrow it. I will definitely credit you when I do. But <laughs> yeah, I like that. Totally. Uh, um. I think my the principle, the philosophy that I live by is basically being self-defined. In that past and present, um, no matter what has happened to you, or no matter what is happening to you right now. You create your reality, not the broken home you came from or the job that you don't have right now or the relationship that you don't have right now or whatever it is that you're longing for in life. You get to create your reality. You are not um, stereotypically anything, female, homosexual, married, single. You just get to create who you are, and I live that. I don't let circumstances um, define me or my of team. Mm,
0: well, when it comes to Miko to creating your reality, the generation of um, your peers, the, the, the generation of models before you, it was very much like, okay, at 30 or whatever age, you're done. And what I love about our current generation of models, you're part of the model modelpreneur generation of women that is creating their own reality and longevity. Did you find modeling initially or did modeling find you?
1: Um, let's see, that's an interesting question. I'd have to say that this the the bug was planted in my ear at a young as I've been the height that I am now since I was twelve years old. <laughs> um and probably about forty pounds lighter. So yes, I'd people that always mentioned that I should get into modeling, you know, I was very flattered by that. But as a young girl I'd always had a very practical way of thinking and in my mind at the time I thought modeling wasn't a a secure enough job, like where are my benefits, am I going to get a paycheck every week, and it wasn't until I got into it and blossomed into it that I realized that it is indeed a business and there are benefits and that I can make it work for me, Um, and I didn't get started. I got officially started a lot later in life than most models. I didn't start uh, working full-time as a model until I was 25, so I was a grown woman when I got started, so I just took it as a business and, and grew it from there. Mm,
0: okay okay well one of the things i think Miko, in the you know in the field of modeling that i think would be very helpful to our spiritpreneurs my sacred bombshell business bombshells who are listening is that you deal with you that rejection is just a part of the business like it's just you know what i mean and so mm-hmm. for you how do you, how has that how have you dealt with critics
1: naysayers rejection all of those things Well, I'm a big believer in what is for me is for me and that there's enough to go around for everybody. So when I, especially, I mean, just in life in general, but since you asked about modeling, I would, I still walk into a casting and I'm surrounded by women that are my peers, that are my friends, that I know are amazing women and equally beautiful on the inside and out. And, you know, whoever the job is supposed to be for will get it. So I don't really... I don't, rejection, in quotes I'm putting that, doesn't really affect me because it's not a rejection of me, my person, who I am. It's just for whatever, whatever the client has in mind, this other, this other woman fits it better for them. So I don't, I don't carry rejection. I don't take it on because it doesn't serve me. I don't really walk with, through life with things that don't push me forward, build me up and serve me. And rejection is one of those.
0: I think that that's very, very valuable advice. And, you know, um, in that energy of what is for you is for you, I'm going to take one of our questions. Uh This question is from Arisa, who's calling from Charlotte. Hi, Arisa. Arisa says, Hi, Arisa. She wants to know, how do you manage all of your spiritpreneur activities with marriage
1: and motherhood. So it's the balance
0: question she's asking.
1: Ooh, well, I wish somebody could tell me how to do it because <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Um, I really do my best to give adequate um, and not time to- all of the things that I'm passionate about, including my family, myself, and, and my career pursuits. I am currently working with a business coach. Shout out to Jennifer Covington. She's amazing. And she has really gotten me on track as far as keeping a schedule for everything from personal to professional. And I don't always, I'm not always able to stick to that schedule, but having it in place and knowing that, okay, I have an hour allotted for that, half an hour for that. Has it really helped me um, make progress in the things that I'm working towards?
0: Very important, I think that that's a great question, because you know mothers i, I just did two other interviews where similar questions came up to Miko because a lot of women feel like that they that they you know one woman said in a in a previous conversation she feels like she was sold a bill of goods that you know that there was uh-huh. this magical balance, and I think that it's what you're talking about is finding more harmony than balance would you say is that accurate? absolutely
1: absolutely, and I mean I'm a believer in the 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 phrase "um, you can have it all, but then there's a little like little star next to that, and that's with that's with work, <laughs> and that's also with patience and that's also with understanding that it all may be five or six things and not twenty things, or you know you may have to put something off for a couple of months and work on this one thing. It is harmony, it is balance, it is a teamwork, it is having a schedule, I promise you, I am not one that likes a schedule, but I need a schedule because I'm committed to um, reaching my goals, and I need a schedule to do that.
0: Absolutely. Time management is key, yes. key too, especially for creative thinkers, I would say. Yes, and you for have- mothers. <laughs> and for mothers. I'm not a mommy yet, but absolutely. Yes. So, Tamiko, you have a question from Daniela, who is calling from New Jersey. Hi, Daniela. East Coast, New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) And Daniela wants to know, she says, men are intimidated by me. You seem like a strong woman. How did you find your husband?
1: Hmm. Well, it's a good thing he's not on this call because he has a whole different story from mine. (laughs) But um, you know what? I think if who, Daniela, if who you're being is a strong, empowered, healthy self-defined woman and a man or men are um, intimidated by that, that's not the one for you because you're going to, you being you is going to attract the exact perfect mate that sees that and, and wants to be a part of that and build with that and not be intimidated by it. I do not lessen my shine for anybody in any room, anywhere. Um, it's a Marianne Williamson quote that I love, and it's basically along the lines of, you know, let your light shine because you're shining your light. You've got other permission, others' permission to do the same, and that includes a potential mate. So I just say keep being your most fabulous self and know that and trust that the right and perfect person will see that and be attracted to that and want to jump on that ship and take a ride with you.
0: What a beautiful way to put it because th- this is a big conversation, Tamiko, that we have here because, you know, a lot of strong women feel the need to dim their shine, to play small, as Marianne Williamson uh, puts it, rather than feeling the comfort in stretching into your full greatness and your full power. Did you always have that? And
1: if not, where did, it, it, where did that come from? Well, I I didn't always have it. I had aspects of it, but just like anything in life, it had to grow and develop and I had to kind of trip and fall a few times and, you know, dimming my light and being uncomfortable, like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually in the act of dimming my light, I just got tired of dimming my light. I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't feel good, and I'm very much a feeling tone type of person, and if who I'm being doesn't feel good to me, I know it's out of alignment with my truth, so I just, I mean, I've taken classes, I've read books, I am... So fortunate that I'm surrounded by an amazing community of people in general, but especially women. And that's what, that's, this is what you're talking about is the main work that we do at my goddess gathering, my women's empowerment group, is to get women to understand, realize, practice, and, and display their most empowered, healthy selves and healthy, I mean, not just in the physical, but mentally healthy, spiritually healthy, healthy, all of that. So I just, I have a great, Uh, like I said, a great community around me so that wherever I look, I see empowerment reflected right back at me.
0: Beautiful. And what I want to say, Tamiko, I want to just give you your props on that, that you not only have a great community of women around you, you created a great community around you. So it's by design that you didn't just by happenstance, you know, of course, as, you know, uh, we attract who we are. And so Mm – I love that you have designed your life in a way with your goddess gatherings to have that around you. And I have to share with you, Tamiko, that I've known about you and your goddess gatherings for a really long time. You used to be really off the radar. And the reason that I know that is that I, I feel like it was around 2000, I want to say, or 2001. I, it was way, way back. I used to have goddess circles um, when i graduated from college in around 98 i had a show named goddess city that was an off off broadway show that was at the schomburg here in new york and was mm-hmm. published and, and around that time i was having goddess circles and someone said oh there's this model girl in la that is having you know these goddess gatherings was it really that long ago was it like 2000 2001 something like that well it
1: it wasn't that early. I'd have to say it was probably more towards, like, 2005, but still, you know, still early on in the 2000s. And I'm so glad that there's so many of us out here doing this work to empower our sisters. So I'm so glad that our paths crossed and that you knew who I was and I knew who you were. And we had, like, a kind of a, a little wink that, I see you, girl. I see yes. you doing. <laughs>
0: yes, a cosmic <laughs> wink was taking place. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So absolutely.
0: If if somebody is listening, I'm like all jazzed up and like charged up now. My energy's like, "Woo!
1: <laughs> Yay, good." <laughs>
0: if someone is listening and say that she is in Mississippi or Charlotte or New Jersey or wherever and she wants to create her own gathering of sisters, what would you recommend her how how would she go about that?
1: Well, um, I'd say well, one of my plans is to Take my own goddess gathering on the road and do, you know, either smaller instrument circles or big, you know, convention center and take this, take this message and this, and this feeling of women's empowerment on the road. But in the meantime, I'm happy to, it's people that can email me, they can reach out to me on my website and I can kind of give, talk them through how to do it. But it's basically getting together with a group of women that are committed to their empowerment and talking about the things that women talk about that they're actually that they're not talking about, that they think that they're the only ones going through it, but you find out through conversation that we all can relate to each other's struggles and triumphs and just creating um a safe space for all of that stuff to be uncovered and discussed. Beautiful. And I started with I started with five people in my apartment and now it's taken off to where you know any and I could it, there's hundreds of women around the country and I'm hoping many more around the world. So it's it's definitely just you starting and like you said I definitely created it. I, I I accept that I take that on absolutely. I was greedy for empowerment. I was greedy for amazing women in my life, and I said we're doing this, guys. Let's go. And and that was whatever 11 years ago or so.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So, Tamika, I'm going to take another question. This
1: question,
0: she asked me to not say her name, so I'm going to just call her Sister Woman. This question is from Sister Woman. Hey, Sister Woman. And she says, I am 45, I want to be a mother, I have no husband, and I am extremely ashamed of my situation with my fertility. How do you speak so openly about your fertility challenges? You seem to have no shame.
1: Well, first of all, I'm so, I want to acknowledge her for asking that question and I totally understand and respect her wanting to keep her privacy so I, I honor you for that. Um, as I said earlier and I don't know if you were listening, I don't take on any feeling tone that doesn't move me forward or build me up and shame is one of those. No judgment because I understand that that's just how we are that you know you know if we don't if we don't understand that we have the possibility and the ability to not take on the negative emotions um, until we learn that we're kind of a victim of them but the reason why I don't have shame is because I have nothing to be ashamed of my infertility is a disease um, I do not care to walk through life thinking that because I have a disease I should be ashamed of it. I also most importantly don't want my sons to have any shame about how they were conceived. So if I'm walking around being ashamed of my inability to conceive naturally, then by the, by, by, by conceiving via the help of an anonymous egg donor, and I'm, I'm ashamed of that, I'm passing that shame on to my children. And that's one of the things that mama is not going to do for her children. She is not going to instill any shame in them. You get to create your reality. So not saying that you have to do like I did and get online and put all your business out there, but you can walk proudly in knowing that who you are is enough, more than enough, and begin to call to you a support system that wouldn't even think to fix their face to make you feel ashamed about what you're going through. Um, if you want to reach out to me online or via email and we can discuss it further, but shame is not going to help you get to where you want to be with your situation.
0: Well said. Well said Tamiko. And let's take actually a step um a step back in your story, Tamiko. can you please share with us actually what your fertility journey is for those who may not be familiar with it?
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Um, well, I I call myself late in life. I shouldn't say I call myself. It's just the way that life turned out for me. Things seem to happen later in life for me. I started modeling later in life, 25. Um, I didn't get married until I was 39 because that's when my amazing husband and I chose to be married. Um, and it was at that time that we started to try to have uh, to, to have a child. And it was uh, after a year or so of trying and not having any success that my fertility doctor, my excuse me, my DYN, said that there was something you know awry with my system. Long story short, I ended up being diagnosed with premature ovarian failure, which basically is early menopause and hot flashes and all of that. Yes, I went through that. And um, I was told very early on in my diagnosis that I would not be able to conceive naturally um, and that I would have to use an egg donor if I wanted to carry the child. Well, I'm a strong woman from the Bronx. I, I, I create my reality, so I wasn't trying to hear that from day one. So we spent the next six years and a lot of money, more so than we actually had, trying to get me to conceive naturally. didn't work out my husband and I regrouped, had a conversation and I like to say that we powerfully chose to use an anonymous egg donor, um, for me to conceive. We didn't we weren't resigned to it. We didn't say, Oh well, we had no other choice. We were like, No, we wanna be parents. What are our options? These are our options. Let's choose it. And um from the conversation of powerfully choosing to my getting pregnant at the age of how old was I? Forty three was three and a half months. Um so, uh, and now we are the, I, I like to say, ecstatically happy and utterly exhausted parents of two and a half year old fraternal twin boys. And um, it is the best choice I've ever made in my life next to getting married to my husband was to go the, the, the egg donor route. Oh, how beautiful, sis. Mm-hmm.
0: That's gorgeous. What a beautiful story. Thank you. Thank I- you. In doing my research, Tamiko, for this conversation, I heard you share in that, that during the journey that there were times where you dealt with depression. If someone is listening to this and she's in the middle of her fertility journey with her husband or, you know, with herself, how how did you deal with the depression? How did you overcome it? Can you please share
1: mm-hmm. a bit about that? I absolutely can, and I'm loving all these questions. Thank you so much, Abiola. Um, yes, infertility is, and I I can't curse here, <laughs> but I'll just say it's a, it's an MS, and um, it is it is the emotional roller coaster ride of from hell. <laughs> And, uh yes, depression was definitely one of the many negative emotions that I dealt with for a while. And um I really am thankful for my husband, my family, and our really close friends who just held me up through all of it. I went through resentment and anger and jealousy and, you know, Every emotion that you can think that a woman who has only ever wanted to be a mother is told that she cannot do so naturally. I mean, it's it's just not fun. And I had to go through that. Um, One of the reasons why I speak out as publicly as I do is because, yes, you do need to deal with your emotions. You do need to process them. But if I can shorten that amount of time and not make it the several years that I was dealing with it, um, that's why I speak out. So seeking help from uh, you know professional like a psychiatrist, a psychologist, going to support groups, talking to women that are going through it, getting on um you know support group sites online that have a positive spin to them. Um, there are ways around it, and there is also the power the power of choice and you choose to not you choose to be empowered through your infertility journey. It really is a matter of choosing even against all of the seeming impossibility of it turning out the way that you want it to turn out, your changing your thoughts about it really does have an effect on the outcome, in my opinion.
0: I believe that 100% as well because – in addition to that, look at the beautiful flowering of this journey, you know, of all that you experienced. You know, we don't know how many women will hear this and hear you talking on other platforms, and you are creating a riffling effect, a shift. You're a part of a cultural shift, especially for African-American women and women of color amongst whom this is a very stigmatized conversation.
1: Absolutely, and and, and I'm honored and humbled and happy to be that. I had a woman who happened to be Caucasian and actually from from um from England tell me several weeks ago when I was speaking at another event, she introduced me to her nine month old baby and said, It's because of something that I read about you that my husband and I chose to go the egg donor route and now we have a child. I literally almost fell through the floor. Um because I was just so I was just so wowed by my sharing our story, my husband and I story, that somebody has their family, their dreams come true of being parents and being a mother. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm doing this for a grander purpose than, than is probably evident. But I really want to help support people that are looking to have a family.
0: Absolutely, girl, you got me tearing up over here. <laughs> Listen. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs>
0: That is beautiful. Beautiful. Here is another question, Tamiko. This is from Janine. Janine is in Albuquerque. Shout out to Albuquerque. Hey, Janine. <laughs> Janine says, Tamiko, my seven year old daughter feels dark and ugly. How did you deal with any skin color challenges if you had any?
1: Well, I, I'm, first of all, Janine. You're, you're already a great mother because you are working to help your daughter see the beauty of her chocolatey skin. So shout out to you. Kudos to you. Um, I don't really recall having any complexion hang-ups growing up. Um, and it's interesting that I didn't because I was the only black person in my class for five years. Um um, and I used to tell the kids, when they had asked me how come I was dark skinned, I said that, you know, I was born the same color as you, but my mother liked chocolate, so she dipped me in chocolate. This is the mind of a five and six year old being very creative, <laughs> even at that age. But I don't know. I just really, I, I, I just love people, but I think I love my skin. I love it, and I, and I'm proud of it. And, you know, my husband coined this term. Which one of the reasons how he got me is he called my complexion honey coated chocolate. And I just, I don't know, I, I would just say for you, Janine, to, you know, there's so many dolls that are available now that are of a darker complexion. There are so many women of color of note, whether they be actors or, you know, politicians or scientists that you can have her look to. And there are books, you know, just keep feeding her with pride about her color because there's there's it's just, there's nothing like it. People are sitting in tanning boots trying to get her color, and she's born with it naturally. So just keep doing the work, Mama. You'll get through to her.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. And I love that your, your husband calls you honey, what is it, honey-coated chocolate?
1: Honey-coated chocolate, listen, he knows who's doing it. He knew how to get this girl.
0: <laughs> he does, because to take it old school for a second, I always say, like, that the sexiest lyric in hip-hop is Method Man and Mary J. Blige when he says, I got to love Jones for your body and your skin
1: tone. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about AM and PM routine. And self care. Mm-hmm. Self care is so essential, so essential. What things aside from the sexy stuff are in your routines um, in terms of self care, Tamiko?
1: Oh, there's so many, but I'll. I'll I, mean, I know we're you know we're, we're short on time, so I'll give you. Um, I work out 3 times a week. I um uh, I box. I'm in, in a kickboxing class that I love. I I gave myself the time to take off my baby weight. I wasn't in a rush. I really just took my time and I still have my beautiful little poochie on my tummy that is a reminder of the children that used to live in there. <laughs> but um I I wash my face twice a day and never go to bed with makeup on. Um I am, again, I'll say this again because community is so important to me. I am surrounded by amazing, amazing people. My husband is number one on that list, and he is my rock, and he keeps me going. My children, absolutely. My girlfriends, my goddess sisters, my BFFs, I I don't take I don't I don't take on a lot of negativity. I mean my life is far from perfect, you guys. If I could tell you what I'm dealing with right now, you'd be like, Really, Tamiko? I had no idea. I'm dealing with a lot, but I don't give a lot of my energy to the negativity. I give all my energy to turning that into something positive. So that's a that's that's a lot of my routine. Um let's see. What else? Um I don't know what else. I mean, I just, I, you know, my hair, I take care of my hair. I don't I don't know exactly, you know, what you're asking as far as the routine is concerned. But, uh, uh, yeah, taking care of my skin, taking care of my hair, taking care of my inside and outside.
0: Okay, okay. And I think that what you just said, you just said something there that I think is so critical, which is about where we put our attention, that mm-hmm. at any point in life that we all have stuff. We all have things that are happening, but you know the way that you choose to feel and and always having that that feeling of choice you know that yes. your belief system is a choice, and the things that you do with you in reaction
1: to the things that happen are a choice absolutely and i and I like to use this play on words or actually i don't know the proper terminology for it, but I mix the letters up I don't react to things I create. So yes. if something is happening in my life that is not to my desire, um, I don't react to it. I don't get all bent out of shape. I'm like, okay, step back, look at it. What is it about the situation that I choose to see instead of what is showing up? And then I divert my energy to that in that direction Yeah, and my efforts in that direction.
0: I think that that is so powerful, especially, you know, for women. I say whether we give birth or not, that power to create, you know, we're mm-hmm. not mothers you know the, the ability to create your life is you know just a gift that we all have what is the biggest thing that you want to pass on to your sons in terms of what they need to know about themselves about life oh
1: goodness okay you ask asking questions that require an hour of themselves <laughs> but I, I, this is going to be the through line for this conversation is that i want my children to be self defined. I want them to understand, especially as they will be black men in the world in, you know, oh so many years, that, you know, they don't have to walk in the world under the stereotype of what it is what it means to be a black man and that they can create who they are. And we are very supportive of that from even now in their creativity and their expression and we are very careful with how we speak to them. I always say languaging is really important. So we use words like choice, and we give them choices and things all the time. Um, But being self-defined, and their being self-defined may not be in agreement with what my husband and I see, but if they are doing so healthily and they're happy, then mom and daddy just got to deal with that (laughs) when the time (laughs) comes.
0: Yes, yes. That that sounds like a like great advice and like a great path. And you've spoken um so so wonderfully about your husband in this conversation. It's so funny. He
1: literally just walked in the room as you said that. That is so <laughs> weird. I was I was
0: gonna say you'll have to tell him that you you know, you had him as a a very real presence in this mm-hmm. conversation. He knows and I've, he delivers. In the world as soon as you said that, <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to ask you because um i sh- just to share with our audience before we got on the line, I told Tamiko that I was just feeling the calling just to tell her that you know she should create a program or an offering around relationships and relationship building because I feel like she has much to teach in that area. Are there relationship tips that you would like to share with the women who are listening now, to Nico?
1: Yes, absolutely. And and thank you for um saying that uh, prior to our call. It's definitely on my list, you know, my – and we'll talk about my projects and stuff later, but one of the things that I am working on is an online talk show that will hopefully springboard into something else, but my husband will definitely be a huge part of that uh prior to having the boys we had and you can still check it out if you want to on youtube we had a a a, a tamiko a chris and tamiko talk about on youtube where we would just sit and talk about stuff and a lot of you could see a lot of the aspects and components of our relationship and how we talk to each other and how we support each other but to answer your question um it's all about who the woman herself is being um in that what she believed that she deserves but also what she's bringing to the table and um and being one hundred percent um at peace with every aspect of yourself. Chris is the first man in my life that I've dated and now of course I've married him that I could be one hundred percent myself with. And I mean one hundred percent. Not just the pretty stuff that we show up with and our hair's all done and we're you know, we're feeling good. I'm talking about hormones and infertility and death in family and and uh not feeling great that day and going through depression. I mean my husband has, has taken this ride with me and he has held me up every step of the way because I and, and I and, and and the dynamic of our relationship is strengthened because we are a hundred percent truthful with each other about who we are and what we're dealing with so that we give the other the opportunity to show up. And, and 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 give ourselves the opportunity to be supported. Mm-hmm.
0: Beautiful. And I think that that's so important that you shared that with us, Tomiko, because we need role models of positive relationships. I don't care how old we are, you know. Mm-hmm. We, need, mm-hmm. we need to see this modeled because many of us um, of our generation are children of divorce or, you mm-hmm. know, People come from single mother households, and so I feel I, like a lot of us are trying to create healthy relationships having never seen it modeled. And that's
1: exactly one of the – and I don't think he'll mind me um, saying this, and he's standing right here, so if he does mind, he'll give me a look. But that was one of the – Um, you know, we dated for several years before we got married, and and marriage wasn't always at the forefront of my husband's mind, and he – you know, he talked about the very thing of not really being surrounded by uh, happy examples of married people. And myself the same. I didn't have much people around me that would, you know, skiffing hand in hand in marriage. So I said to him at the time, well, since we don't necessarily see it, let's be it. Let's create it. And let's be the, let's be the marriage that we so long to see. And that's what we've been doing and we continue to do. Thank
0: you for sharing that. So how does business planning work for you, Tomiko? You are an entrepreneur. You're in business for yourself. Can you please share, you know, if you use a business plan, vision boards, mind maps, or other goal-oriented systems, and what an average week in the, the life of uh, oh. you. Uh, I know it's average <laughs> week, but what it looks like.
1: I need somebody to um, – I need. I need a coach and And as empowered as I am, as forward thinking as I am, as creative as i am um I'm human, and i life gets caught up, and there's a lot of things, and being a mother and being all these different things and so i chose i choose, and I am still choosing to work with a, a business coach, a strategist. I shouted her out earlier. Her name is Jennifer Covington. I've been working with her for a year, and she holds me accountable, helps me create. Um, keeps me on schedule, keeps me on point, keeps me motivated when I lose motivation. And if you are in a position to have a coach, whether it's somebody that is professional or you have a girlfriend or a friend that just like checks in with you and you tell her or him your goals and that you keep each other accountable, there's just ways that works best for me because left to my own devices, I tend to get overwhelmed by all the things that I'm working towards in my life. But with a coach, I find that all of that, like I just call it like my, I have like all these, I'm juggling a bunch of things and she just helps me keep everything up in the air and not fall in crashing to the ground.
0: I think that that's so important that a lot of,
1: women, actually the biggest
0: part of my coaching practice, most of the people that I coach are other coaches and healers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. light workers. And because, you know, I always say, you know, that those of us who are creating the honey of life, the creative people, you know, that, and, and for everyone, actually, that if you, if you need support get support, whether that's a coach or also for, you know, for your brain, a therapist, all of those, Absolutely, things, we need them as our team.
1: Absolutely. You are the business of you. You. I am Tamiko Fraser Hines, Inc. And 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 if I want to keep my company company in quotes running well, I have to do everything I need to do, and that is everything from having a coach, having a great support system, having um working, getting the like you know you really have to take control of the entirety of your life. And make sure that you are doing everything you can do to the best of your ability for every aspect of your life. And I know that sounds like a tall order, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. You just have to chop, chop. Ch- what do you call it? Chop, chop. What do you call it when you take a little bit at a time? Just piece yes. meal it. A little Peace, bit at a time. Yeah,
0: piece by piece, little by little.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: Tamiko, you have a question coming in from Columbus, Ohio. This is from Keisha. Keisha wants more details on your hair tips.
1: She said, "Aww." Don't-
0: and she said, Don't be stingy with the hair tips. <laughs> oh, I'm
1: absolutely I love to talk about the hair tips. um wow, okay, so natural hair where this thing just took off i um I keep it simple i my my go to style is a two strand twist um for those of you that don't know for the past several months, I'm a spokesperson for l r c um, a natural healthy hair care line and I promise you I'm not just saying this because I work for them I a year ago had a teeny weeny afro and now my hair is so long and so healthy and that's the biggest part because the length is great but there's nothing to say about with having long damaged unhealthy hair and my hair is so healthy and I you know, I wash it once or twice a week, deep condition. I two strand twist with a non alcoholic gel. Um, I use all of LRC's products. They have a they have something called um shake and go for detangling and the potion for conditioning that I mean, I would take those, you know, when they ask the question, what would you take with you on a desert island? Yes. I would take those two products with me because my hair would be a mess if I didn't have it. Um but yeah, I just love all my hair but I'm also a lover of head wraps and um I just love my natural hair. So I hope that answered her question. LRC two strand twist conditioning.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm gonna have to try try the um the two strand twisting with the gel. I haven't two strand twisted with gel. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and let me throw this in, too, for those that might be interested in checking out LRC. Um, I model for them as one of my alter egos, and my alter ego for that campaign is Satine, and that's spelled S-A-T-I-N-E. If you use that name as the discount code when ordering from their site, you get 20% off of your order, At 20 or 25, I'm not sure, I think it's 20 Um But yeah, if you use Satine and then you can try the products out for at a discounted price, but I promise you you'll love them and they smell good too.
0: Oh, I love it. Okay, well thank you to Satine for giving us Mm -hmm. that discount. Absolutely. So, my last question for you, Tamiko, and then I'd love to hear how we can participate in the whole Tamiko Fraser, Tamiko Fraser Hines world. My next book, my last book was The Sacred Bombshell Handbook of Self Love, and I'm going to send that to you along with my African Goddess Affirmation Cards and my meditation. Thank movie. you. And my next book is going to be named The Sacred Bombshell Business Bible for Spiritpreneurs. I define a sacred bombshell as a woman who loves, honors, and cherishes herself in mind, body, and spirit. Given this definition, Goddess Tomiko, what makes you
1: a bombshell? Well, I'm just going to say ditto. (laughs) Everything that you just said, I mean, I'm not even trying to get away from answering the question. That's absolutely it. Um, I honor who I am. I nurture who I am. I accept who I am. I pull myself forward. I allow myself space to, you know, fall sometimes, but I don't stay down very long. And um that's what makes me a bomb show is that I I love myself fully.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you for being so generous with us in this conversation, Tomiko. How can we support you? How can we uh tell us where we can be in touch and and how people can keep up with
1: all things Tomiko? Absolutely. I just want to say a couple of things that I have going on. Do I have a moment to do that?
0: You have more than a moment, sis. Go okay,
1: ahead. perfect. So this is just Tamiko in a nutshell what I have going on. Well, first of all, I do have a website. You can subscribe to it. It is my full name, com. and you subscribe to that. But I'm also very active on social media, and if you can't find me via my full name, I'm pretty much everywhere as Goddess Tomiko, and that's on Instagram and Twitter and things like that. Um, my Goddess Gathering, I just started up again. It's a, it's a monthly women's empowerment group, and right now that's just currently in L.A., but I'm hoping to expand that. I'm writing a book about infertility in the African-American community, which will hopefully be coming out sometime in the next several months. I will be starting an infertility support group, which is free here in the Los Angeles area. Um, I am working on a amazing shoot with a bunch of great women from my era of modeling for Essence Magazine, which you'll look for that in the October issue. It's a Where Are They Now that I'm producing. I'll be a keynote speaker at the Bella Kinks Hair Expo in Dallas at the end of October. I'm a Resolve, um, which is a... The National Infertility Organization. I'm an ambassador for them. So if you need any support around your infertility, please visit resolve. org. Um, I'm still modeling, and like um, I said earlier in the conversation, I'm working on an online talk show, which was tentatively titled "Empowered Living" with Tamiko Fraser Hines and LRC spokesperson Satine. So if you want to find out more about me or support any of the things I talked about, please do. It's greatly appreciated, and it's all about empowerment and love
0: beautiful <laughs>
1: Oh, that was a mouthful
0: <laughs> that, was, that was a juicy and delicious mouthful and you actually just reminded me I want to get one more question in and we can just use this as our close is that you just reminded me when you mentioned all of the wonderful things going on in your universe that I think it's really important to have the conversation for heart centered entrepreneurial women about money because a lot of creative mm. people you know me included back in in the day have issues with abundance and getting paid and the deservability and self-worth around money and prosperity, consciousness. Do you have any advice or thoughts to offer in this area?
1: Absolutely. I uh, came to this conclusion, I don't know, probably a couple years ago, that it is absolutely fine for me to be paid very well to do what I love to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with me being on purpose, as I like to say, um, in the work that I do in the world. And if people want to give me lots of money for that, I'm going to receive it because that only helps me to do more work. Um, I'm fine with doing things at a lesser cost or sometimes I do things pro bono, but because this is my business, I'm always looking to be compensated for my work and what I'm doing so I just I and even with friends like even as far as like doing things with friends like either getting my hair done or a lot of my friends are stylists I know that we're friends but when it comes down to business it's about business so I wear both hats well I can be I can be a girlfriend but if we're working together that's what it's all about because I believe that the um, the energy around money can be so that it's a positive thing and not feeling yucky that, oh, man, i got to ask her to pay me, or, oh, man, i got to ask for this money. No, we all deserve to be compensated for our work, and I include myself in that.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> well, mm-hmm. thank you
0: so much, Tamiko, for sharing your beautiful goddess energy with us today. We appreciate Thank you. I appreciate it. I had
1: so much fun. This was so much fun, and you covered a lot of ground, so thank you so much for that. You're welcome,
0: and I look forward to meeting you in person and giving you a hug sometime, sis.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. We'll talk soon.
0: We will, and to you who are listening, thank you so much. Now go, after you take in all of these beautiful gems, take action in your own life to co-create what you are doing as Tomiko so wonderfully advised us. So if no one has told you today... I love you, dream bigger, love yourself, and we will talk soon. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. The conference is now completed. Goodbye.